Okay, today's daf is Shabbos, daf Nun Gimel. We are on Nun Beis and Beis, the bottom few lines, the Mishnah. So the Mishnah is continuing our discussion, which was, again, the contemporary halachic issues of, of the time. At the time of the Mishnahis was figuring out what your animals were allowed to wear on Shabbos. So this Mishnah says, Hamar Yoitza, a donkey could go out, bimardas, with the saddle cloth, bizman as long as it's tied to it, that it's tied on well, you're, he's allowed to walk out to Rosh Hashanah when it's fastened. Now, what would be the problem if it's not tied well? So Rashi tells us that you have the, the uh, problem. He quotes the Gemara. The Gemara's going to tell us you're afraid it's going to fall off and you'll end up carrying it on Shabbos. So that's why it has to be tied well. So that's first halacha. Second halacha, Zacharim, which is talking about male uh, goats, which is a ram, a ram, Zacharim, Yoitzin Levuvin, could go out Levuvin. We're going to see what that means. The Gemara at the end of the daf today will explain what Levuvin means. So we'll see. Rechelois, Yoitzai, Shechuzais, the female uh, goats could go out uh, when they're Shechuzais. We'll see exactly what that means at the end of the daf. Uh, tomorrow's daf, actually, will explain what this means. Rechelois, Yoitzai, Shechuzais, or Kevulois. Or kevunos, different uh, different ways of figuring out if that something's attached or it's uh, held together, tied together. Different meanings of the word. We'll see exactly what you know what what was going on there. That will be tomorrow's daf. Ha'izim yoitzos tzuruos to go with their udders. So these goats will go with their udders tzuruos tied with a with a beged. Now this the, the Tana is saying that you could tie something to the udders of the of the goat. Now, why would you do that? Either so that the milk doesn't drip down, or it's to it's to uh, make the the udders go dry. So that would be different reasons why you would do this. So the Gemara will explain this as well. Rabbi Yosi says all of these things are aser chutzman harachelim hakevuna. Except for the rachelim, these uh these these uh the the ewes could go out with kevunais when they are wrapped in a beged. Why? That is not considered a masa. It is not considered a a, uh, a schlep, a burden for them. That's what they go out with. So that, that's fine. Again, the Gemara is going to explain all these things. Goats go out when they're dadin, when they're dadehen. Their udders are tied together with a beged, with, a, with, with clothing, with a cloth. But that's only the yabish. That's only to dry them out so that they no longer lactate. However, avoloi lechalav. But if you're trying to catch the milk, so then that seems like that's your benefit. You're not helping the goat. So then you're not allowed to do that. So we'll see, we'll see exactly what, what, what all these things mean. So the Gemara here in Gimel Manalav is going to focus on the first part of the Mishnah. The first part of the Mishnah said that a Chamar could go out with a Mardeas or Mardas, could go out with a saddle cloth. It doesn't mean the actual saddle. There was a cloth that would go underneath the saddle. So the Mishnah told us that the Tanakhama holds a Chamar could go out with a Mardas as long as it's tied well. If it's tied well, then it could go out with it. If it's not tied well, so then you would not be able to go out. As the Gemara is going to explain, if it falls off, you would have a problem. Amar Shmuel, Shmuel says, V'hu kishura me'erev Shavas. So that's only when you tied it originally on Friday. If I tied it on Friday, so then I, the animal could go out with it. However, if it wasn't tied on, from Arab Shabbos, so then it's considered a masa, it's considered a burden to schlep. You could imagine why perhaps that it wasn't normal for this 
donkey to go out with it. So that's why, how do I know if it's normal? If it's tied already from Arab Shabbos, so that shows that this donkey needs a, needs a mardas. Now, what was the purpose of the saddle cloth? The purpose of the saddle cloth, we're going to see in the Gemara, was to keep the donkey warm. The donkeys were always cold, so they kept this, it was for them, to keep them warm, so they would always wear some type of cloth. That's your saddle cloth. Amrav Nachman, Masnisen Daika. Our Mishnah is a raya, is a proof that, that it's specifically, like Shmuel said, when it was already tied to the donkey, from Friday, the Katani, because the Mishnah teaches us later on, this is in a Daf Nundalad Amad Beis, tomorrow's Daf, that a Hamar cannot go out with a Mardas, with a saddle cloth, when it's not tied onto it. So the Gemara says, Echidami, what's that Mishnah talking about? That it can't go out when it's not tied. That the saddle cloth is not tied to the donkey at all. Pshita, of course you can't go out with that. What's the Chiddush of the Mishnah? What's the novelty halacha that you can't go out if, if it's not tied well? Perhaps it's going to fall. And the owner is going to end up carrying it in Rishasarabim. So, of course, if it's not fastened well, if it's not tied onto the donkey well, of course you cannot carry it. The, the donkey cannot wear it on Shabbos. So, what would the Mishnah mean to tell me that if it's Ena Kashurlai, you cannot carry it? Of course, you cannot wear it on Shabbos. Of course not. Alalav, what we, when we said Sheena Kashura, it meant May Arab Shabbos, that it wasn't tied already from Friday. That's when Hamar cannot go out with it. Michlal, we see from her Deresha, which is our Mishnah, She Kashurlai. Erev Shabbos, it was tied already from Erev Shabbos, Shmamina, so it's a good riot from here that we're, Dafka we're talking about when it was tied already from Friday. Tanya Nami Hachi, have another bright like this, Chamor Yotzi Bermardas, Bizman Shekeshuruloi Erev Shabbos, that a Chamor could go out with the saddle cloth as long as it was tied onto it, Me'er of Shabbos. So then it's not a burden. That's the typical way it, it uh, you know, carries the cloth. And Veloiba Okaf, it can't go out with an Okaf. Okaf is a saddle, the actual saddle, not the saddle cloth. The saddle, you cannot, the donkey cannot go out with the saddle. Afa P, Shekshula Me'er of Shabbos. Even if it was tied on from Erev Shabbos already, you can, the donkey cannot be wearing a saddle on Shabbos. Rav Shimmer Okaf, no, even with an okaf, even with a saddle proper, the donkey could go out with it on Shabbos, bizman Shabbos. As long as it was tied on from Friday, the donkey could go out with this saddle. However, it cannot be uh, too tight. So I sent a picture of a goat, actually. So you see there's a lot of different straps going on there. This is not the, it's not the picture from the art. This is just a Google picture. So there's something called the, the breast piece that's... Uh, where the brisket is, actually. So that, there was another chain or another rope right there that would, that would uh, strengthen this, this, uh, I don't have a good term for it, this matziv of, of a constraint. So that, if you, yikshole masrichen, that's the masrichen that we're talking about. So that you cannot do, because then it's too tight. It's too, uh, too much of a masa. And uvavad shaloi yifshaloi so you look in the back, I don't know if this exactly shows it, but there was another strap that would go, here it calls it the rear spider. So you would probably tie that strap around the tail to uh, make it even stronger. So all these things give the appearance, Tysus points out, that you're about to load something onto this goat 
or well, we're not talking about a goat here. We're talking about a chamar, a donkey. You're about to load something onto the donkey, and you're going to make it work. So it looks like you're setting it up for work, so that you cannot do on Shabbos. If you're telling me you're trying to warm it up, so fine. What do you have to tie all these things? You know, behind the tail, on the you know, on the on the chest. What are you doing? So so once you're going overboard, it's excessive. One is not allowed to do that on Shabbos. So even Rab Shimon Megamliel, who's mako, they could use a actual saddle. You could uh, put the saddle on the donkey on Friday, and he could keep wearing it on Shabbos, even in Rosh Hashanah. That's only when he didn't take all these extra measures. Next, he asked the following Shiloh. Am I allowed to take a mardas, which is a saddlecloth? Can I put it on a chamar on Shabbos? Now, we just mentioned you're only allowed to carry it in the street when it's tied before Shabbos. What's this Gemara discussing? This Gemara is not discussing carrying it on Shabbos. In Rosh Hashanah, we're discussing where either you have an Erev or it's not going out. It's in your backyard. You have your donkey in your backyard. You just want to put a saddlecloth on it. So what exactly is the Shiloh? So Taisa tries to figure out. Maybe it's Muksa. But we're going to stick with the uh, other Shiloh and Taisus, which is that it's too much of a Tircha. It's a Tircha to put the saddlecloth on the donkey. And one is typically not allowed to be matriach, Tircha Yaseira on Shabbos, unless it's for a human need, unless it's for something that's important. So to just put a uh, mardas on top of a donkey on Shabbos, that was the shayla. So, Can you put this mardas, can you put the saddlecloth in a chamar on Shabbos? And what's the point? The point is to keep it warm. It's not leaving, it's not going anywhere. We're not discussing haitzah. We're not discussing carrying. We're only discussing the tircha. So, Amalei, he said mutter. Isn't it Tsar Balakhaim if you don't put it on? Yeah, so we have to figure out that it's not Tsar. Well, the, the truth is, Shragi, there, there are Gemaras later on that are going to discuss what I can or cannot do, Mishum Tsar Balakhaim. So we're going to see you'll have to violate many Isurim de Rabbanon for Tsar Balakhaim. But that's when, you know, let's say you're milking a cow on Shabbos. So that would be Nisat Daraisa of, of, um, of, of, of Dush, uh, of threshing. So squeezing would be Nisat Daraisa. To told of dash, to to uh, milk a cow on Shabbos. So what do you do if the cow has the udders are full? What are they supposed to do? So what you do is there's different things what they do today in Israel. So the Rabbanut milk has uh, has machinery doing it or other things. The Mahadran milk makes sure that the milk goes to the garbage or whatever. Different uh, levels of kashras in our Israel regarding the halivas of the, uh, the cows on Shabbos. So what would you do if you own the cow? So the Gemara is going to tell us, you let it go, you let it go to the, uh, to, for, for law. So then, if the milk is not being used, it, it takes it down from a daraisa to a darabanan. Because a daraisa, we, we learned, it's a melacha shetzrich lagufa, where I need a, I'm squeezing the udders to get, I'm milking the cow to get milk. But if I'm milking the cow in order that the milk is going to go in the garbage, that would only be an isa darabanan, that would be mutter b'maka in tzar v'lechaim. But over here, this is also a Durabanan because it's only, Oh, no, good, good. So you have to say. It's the only time about Tirchi, a little bit more Tirchi. Right, so that clear, you're 100% right. As far as what I'm going to violate, not much of an answer, only some type of Tircha. On the other hand, when the cow needs to be milked, that we're going to say is a Tsar. That's a real Tsar. That's tremendous pain. As opposed to being a little cold. Maybe that's not so much pain. We're going to see that the Gemara goes says that, that the donkeys are always cold and they like to have a little bit of uh, extra warmth. 
I don't know if that's called a tsar. That's not called tsar balechaim to to make it a little more comfortable, you know, to give it a you know extra ice in uh, in, in his lemonade. So that that might not be considered tsar balechaim. But you're right. If it was on the level of tsar balechaim, then we have we have sugyos. We have sugyos and shas that discuss this. So you're right. It has to be. This is a lower level of tsar balechaim. Otherwise, there would not be havamina. Very good. So either way, you'll be happy with this tarot. Amar Lei Mutter, he said, it's Mutter. You asked me, Shaila, can I do this? Mutter, no problem. Amar Lei, so he said to him, really, it's Mutter. What will be the difference between this case and an Ukof? When it comes to an Ukof, which is a saddle itself, not the saddle cloth, it seems like that's Asr. So why are you differentiating between saddle cloth and saddle? Now, Ishtak, he was quiet. So for some reason, Rav Asi assumed that since he was quiet, he must have just not taking him seriously. That, that's a kasha? Eh, not a kasha. This, don't, don't, don't compare things. So he, not only does he ask him, he brings a raya. Ace he asks him a kasha from a brisa. It says, Ukov sha'al gabi chamar. Let's you have in your backyard. You have this ukov, you have a saddle on top of a chamar, and you want to remove it on Shabbos. The donkey's, it's very hot. He wants this ukov off of him. So lo yital telena biyadai. You cannot remove it with your hands. Ella, you got to do it like kilachayan. What are you going to do? Malicho mevia, bechatzer, me'elav. You let it walk around, and it will fall off on its own. That's how you get rid of it. Meaning, you should not remove it yourself from the donkey. Now, hashta. So, and how he's going to bring a kavachaymer? Hashta. When it comes to removing lito, to remove the, the saddle from the donkey, Amrit, you told me law. You can't do that because that's too much of a tircha. Lehaniach. To put it on, which is more of a tircha, to squeeze it in. That me that's for sure Asr. So of course if Ukov is Asr, so I'm saying so if putting on the Ukov is Asr, if sorry, if removing the Ukov is Asr, so putting on is for sure Asr. So why are you telling me that I'm allowed to put a Mardas, a saddle cloth on it, when I know for sure I cannot put the saddle proper on the donkey. So why are you differentiating between saddle cloth and saddle? So I'm gonna Zera, Shifke, leave that Brysa alone. Uh, leave him alone. Kerabe Svirli holds like his Rebbe. You could, toilet means to hang. You suspend a traskal as a basket full of barley that animals used to eat. You could take a basket of barley and, and suspend it on your animal on Shabbos. Now, <clears throat> what would be the purpose of that? So that it doesn't have to bend down to eat. So instead of the animal having to bend down to eat, you know, the 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 uh, grain, it could just eat from a suspended basket. And kavachomer lemardas. And so kavachomer to put a mardas on the animal, which is the the, the uh, saddle cloth. Why? Umahasam, what will be the purpose of suspending the basket is demishum tainug. It's a little more geschmack that the animal doesn't have to bend down. You're literally feeding it, you know, taking out a few uh a few uh, inches of, of uh, leaning to get the food. All he has to do is just bend down a little bit. He has a basket full of barley. So that's Mishum Tainog. The only benefit you're getting is Tainog. And that's Shari, that's Mutter. Hacha, over here in our case, when, you're, when, the, when the donkey is cold, putting on a cloth, putting on a saddle cloth to Mishum Tsar, like Kolshkin for sure should be Mutter. Okay? So the Gemara says, Shmuel Amar, Shmuel says, Mardas Mutter. And Traskal is Asr. So Shmuel comes and says the opposite. He says, no, Mardas would be mutter. Putting a Santa cloth is mutter because that's coming 
to take away some tsar, some pain. The, the donkey is cold, you're warming it up, but Trasco to give it, you know, uh, premium service when it comes for, for, his, for his barley, usr. That's usr. That's not a real tsar on Shabbos. Let the cow bend down. I have to feed him, you know, directly with, with a basket. That's called a masa, so that you'd not be able to do it. So, so he said, if this is what Rav said, that Rav said you're allowed to put this basket on the on the uh, donkey, he doesn't know anything about Hilcha Shabbos. If he said this psak that you're allowed to do that, he doesn't know anything about Hilcha Shabbos. Wow. So Kisalik, Rav Zeru and Rav Zeru went up to Eretz Yisrael. Ashkichel Rabbi Binyamin by Yefes the Yosef Nishmid Rabbi Yochanan. Yisrael Rabbi Yefes was sitting and he was saying over from the uh, from Rabbi Yochanan. That so he heard him saying the following halacha. He let to take a saddlecloth and put it on a donkey on Shabbos. So Yasher, you're correct. You're saying good. And the same thing was said by Aryoich in Bavel. Aryoich Manu, who's this Aryoich? So the Gemara says Shmuel. This Aryoich name was Shmuel. So you're correct. So when Aryoichanan said that you're allowed to put a saddlecloth on a donkey on Shabbos, you're going like Shmuel. So the Gemara says, wait, Rav also said this. Not only did Rav say this, Rav said he also let to suspend the basket. So he said, so, so why is he saying, you're saying like Shmuel? It's not just Shmuel. Rav also holds like that. So the Gemara says, he heard that he was about to finish off his, his uh, sentence, the ain't toilin traskel b'Shabbos. So although you're allowed to put the saddle cloth on the donkey, ain't toiling traskel b'Shabbos. You can't suspend a basket on the neck of the animal on Shabbos. So Amarlei, he said, Yasha, you're correct. That's Shita Shmuel, because Rav holds you are allowed to suspend the basket of barley on the Chamar on Shabbos. Now, the Kuli Amamias, at the end of the day, everybody agrees. Mardas mutter. Everyone agrees that a saddlecloth is allowed to be put on the donkey on Shabbos. My shna me'okov. Why is it different than the saddle itself? So the Gemara says, Tuterutzim. The case of ukov was when your donkey had a saddle and it was too hot and he, and he wanted to get it off. So the Bryce over there said, let the donkey run around the, the chatzer and then he'll, he'll shake it off. So the Gemara says, Shani Hassan, that case is different. The Evshart enough Mela. There is a way to avoid having to move it yourself. Let the donkey just shake around, do the dance, do the chicken dance or the, or the donkey dance, and the saddle will fall on its own. You don't have to be busy with it. So that's why there's no Hetter. But perhaps in our case, to get the saddlecloth on, there's no way the donkey's getting it on unless I put it on. That's one answer. Rav Papa Amar, Rav Papa says a different tarets. Kan lechamama. One thing is to warm it up. When you're warming up the donkey, so that is mutter. But kan litzana. When people, when, when we said it's usher to remove the saddle, that's only to cool it off. What's the difference? This is similar to what Shragi was saying. Lechamama. When you're trying to warm it up, warm up the donkey, is litzara. This tsar to the animal. So maybe I'll tsar lechayim. Or th- that's enough of a reason for us to be mekel and do tircha on Shabbos. So that's why it's mutter. And everyone agrees, you'll have to put the saddlecloth on. But letzanana, to cool it off, less late tsara. That's not called tsar. It's more convenient. It's not pain. 
there's more pain when someone is cold than when someone is hot. That's, that's what this Gemara is saying. And this is what people say, that Hamara, when it comes to donkeys, even in Tamas, in July, it's cold. So you're always adding this cloth to it because you're, you're warming it up. And that's why there's a difference in the saddle, which sometimes is usher, to remove it versus the saddle cloth. But the saddle cloth, one could add it to uh, to the donkey because you are warming him up. Mesve, we'll ask you a kasha. We don't know tesefton. Layetzi has sus biznav shual that a sus cannot go out with a a fox's tail. Imagine a fox's tail uh, in between the uh, horse's eyes. So why do they do this? So they didn't want to have a a yet ayin hara. So that's what they were doing. That was the segula of the day. They were. They would have a fox's tail hanging between its eyes. So the horse cannot go out with that on Rosh Hashanah on Shabbos. That would be a problem. Veloy, and not only that, Veloy bezaharuris shabain enov, and not a red uh, a red strip like a like your uh, things that people do today. A crimson strip. Crimson. Okay, there we go. He's back. Moshe's back. You have your uh, your crimson strip. It, uh, being done for you know good mazel, so that doesn't work. That that you cannot wear. The horse cannot wear this on, on uh, on Shabbos. Can't go out with just So that's two halachas. Keep going. And a zav, so someone who had two mazav, they need shiva nakim. They need seven clean days. If someone's a uh, was a zav, so in order to have shiva nakim, they would actually have a kiss. So we'll have uh, Mishnayis throughout Shas that, that uh, reference this. They had a kiss that would check if they saw Ziva. So you cannot go out with that on Shabbos. Velayizim bekis shebedadein, and these goats cannot go out with a kiss that would uh, that would uh, muzzle their. Uh, I'm sorry, that would um, that would that would uh, t- be tied around the udders. So the, so that's another halacha. Velay para b'chasayim shebepiers the muzzle, and a para cannot go out. The cow cannot go out with a chasayim. Like sachsim shorbadisha with a muzzle in its mouth. So all these things are also velay siyachin betraskalin, and these uh, these colts cannot go out with these baskets shebepiers moshosarabim velay behema besandal shebaraglel, and a and a behema cannot go out with a a shoe, like a metal shoe, metal shoe, on its feet. It was to protect the feet of the uh, the feet of the animal. The loibe kamea, and it can't go with a kamea. A kima is an a amulet. An amulet is something that you would have, you know, a makubal write something, and that would that would work as a rafua. So if the animal was wearing it, it doesn't work. Afa pishu mumcha. Even if the person that wrote it is a mumcha, meaning there's a chazaka that it worked a few times, they had this special cure for different things. Even though it worked, still the horse cannot go out with this on Shabbos. The zoo and this halacha is chaymer by adam. This halacha is more chamer by behema than by adam, which seemingly is that adam, we're going to see the Mishnah later on, says that a person is allowed to go out with a, with a kamea, with a, if someone has a special amulet that says, you know, psukum on it, whatever, as long as it works. If it does work, you're allowed to go out. We'll, we'll, we'll get to those halachas later on. Let's say some people like to wear, you know, lucky charm, uh, I don't know, bracelets and all these types of things. So it's a good shiloh. Can a person do that? Can he wear that on Shabbos? So we'll see. That's later on. But at least for now, we're saying that an animal cannot do that. Avayotzehu 
But you could go out, this animal could go out, go out with a bandage on his maka, on his wound, if he has a broken limb or a broken bone, it could go out with like a splint or a cast. That works. The Bishilya Hamadudelas ba. If let's say a placenta is coming out of it, still it's it's uh, that's fine. The animals let out carry that around. The pukikin lazug, and if you would uh, stuff up the bell, the savara, so an animal they used to have bells. The animals would have a bell, and you know when you were selling your animal it would make noise. So if the bell is functioning, so that's usur. We'll see later on why that's usur. That's a daf coming up. It looks like you're going out to the market. It looks like you're doing mecha chumemchor on Shabbos. So that's a problem. But if you stuff up the bell and it won't make noise, so that's fine. That's, it looks normal. So they're allowed to walk out with their bell. Okay, Now, Ketani Mias, now what was the, we brought down this, this uh, lengthy Tosefta. What was the point of this? Ketani Mias, what do we learn from here? That the Siachin, the cults, cannot go out with this Traskalim, their baskets of food, to Rishosarabim. It sounds like only Dafka Rishosarabim who... Deloy. Only they're not allowed to go out with Rishosarabim. But Habechatzer Shaper Dami... But in the courtyard, you are allowed to put a basket of food on these colts. So shouldn't that be, uh, you know, a, a kasha on Shmuel? Shmuel said that anyone that says you're allowed to put a basket on an animal doesn't know Hilcha Shabbos. He's referring to Rav. And Shmuel holds his usher. What do you mean? This Brysa says the only problem is for these siyach and these, uh, these, these young donkeys, these colts, to go out to Rosh Hashanah with this basket. But if they're not going out to Rosh Hashanah, it seems like it's mutter. So that's a kashan Shmuel. Habuchatzer Shapi Dami, my love, big We're talking about these large uh, colts, Indianapolis colts. And Mishum Tainug, and we're talking about Tainug. It was helping the animal eat nicer. You know, it's, it's more enjoyable. You don't have to bend down. You can have food served to you like a king, and still it's mutter. So, why is Shmuel telling me the Tainug is usher? Only if you're helping it from Tsar. You see from here that it's mutter. So, the Gemara says, We're talking about these small little colts, and their legs are longer than, uh, than uh, what do you call it? Than, than, a t- than they're uh, disproportionately longer, and therefore it's, a, it's painful for them to have to bend down to eat their food, so it's tsar for them to eat. By giving them a food basket, that would not be a problem. That would not be usher in Shabbos because that is to mitigate the tsar. As opposed to a regular animal, it's not, there's no pain for them to go bend down, it's more convenient to bring the food up to it. That, therefore, Shmuel differentiates between different types of, of, uh, of, of animals. Dekanami, I'll bring you a proof to this, Dekatani, because the Mishnah said, Dumyo de Kamea, it's talking about similar to a Kamea, and a Kamea, which was, the, which was this amulet, was only there to heal the animal. So here, we, we're not talking about conveniences, we're discussing to take away some tsar, some pain, so it must be, shmamina, that the purpose of the basket was not just to give it, you know, more convenient food, it was to take away some of the pain that it experienced while eating. Okay, nun gimel amid beis, top line. Amar we said v'loy b'kamea, you can't go out with this kamea, this amulet, afa pishahu mumcha, even if the one who wrote it is an expert, still you cannot go out with it. Now this expert we're going to see later on in the Mishnayas tell us it has to be three times, that, that three times that 
this cure worked, so then it's called uh, a mumcha. So the Fet Gemara of time went on a mission on Daf Samach that a person will, cannot go out v'loi bekameh she'en a mumcha if you go with a kameh that's not proven ha bemumcha if it's proven already shaper dami you are allowed to go out carrying this amulet. So what's going on? So the Gemara says no hachanami she'en a mumcha. Maybe our case of the horse was talking about it wasn't mumcha. Meaning, the one who wrote it, the prescription for the horse, didn't know what he was doing. And that's why the horse can't carry it around on Shabbos. Really? The Mishnah clearly said, It's Asr. So, don't tell me he, the, the Kameh was written by someone who's not a Mumcha. We said it's talking about So the Gemara says, Perhaps the doctor or the Makubal, the one who was uh, writing this, uh, this uh, Kameh, was only experienced and had success with people, but he wasn't successful writing these things for animals. Is it true that it could be like that? Shouldn't it work for everyone? So the Gemara says, yeah, it makes sense. The Adam, the Isle Mazala, human beings have Mazal. There are many ways to learn what this means. The Masha explains that we had this a few times in Brachos, right? That there's a concept that people you know, have malachim that speak for us, that uh, defend us. We, we mentioned this uh, discussing some piyutim and slichos that, you know, some don't, do not say, machnise rachamim and malachi rachamim, different psukim, uh, but the chassidim, they say it, and, and, you know, many, most of the clients will says it. There were those over the years that were mafakfi, they said, what do you mean, you don't dive to malachim? But we saw a few times already so far, and we're, we're not even, uh, you know, a few masechlas into Shas, but we'll see many times throughout Shas, there is a reference that there are malachim escorting people. We had this with the bathrooms. We had it, you know, saying Shalom Aleichem uh, Friday night. We'll have we'll have it more often. So the concept that Adam Isli Mazala, a person has a malach always uh, talking to Hakadosh Baruch Hu and speaking on his behalf. So it makes sense that there will be a rufua, but. Behemoth, the last name Azala, no one's speaking for the Behemoth, Loy Messiah, it won't help him. Why? You said this is more Chamor Behemoth Adam. That's not true. It's the same Allah. The Allah is that if you have something that's not a Mumcha, Adam can't walk out with it, and a Behemoth can't walk out with it. Now, it might be more difficult to become Mumcha for Behemoth, but it's the same Allah. So that can't be what we're talking about. So the Lord says, no. When we said Zechemir Behemoth Mebe Adam, we were not discussing this Kamea business, Misavar da Kamea call. You thought we were talking about a Kamea? No, Asandal, we were talking about Sandal, the shoes. So, an animal cannot walk around with these metal shoes because if it falls off, you're going to keep it, you're going to put it in your pocket. They're expensive. But human beings are allowed to walk out on Shabbos with their shoes. We assume that uh, you know, it's not going to fall off or uh, they'll keep it on. Whatever, whatever the halacha is, there's, that's when animals have a stricter halacha than people. Okay, so let's go back. Going back to uh, the, the first sugi we had was a discussion of putting a, well, the second sugi, of putting a saddle cloth on a chamar and Shabbos. So the psak was Rav and Shmuel held its mutter. So Tashma will bring a raya. It says like this, Sachin, a person could anoint oil, umefarkisin, and he could scrape off scabs, Adam for a person on Shabbos. We're not going to get into the halachic discussions of, of uh, smearing creams. We'll get to that later on. But let's just take it at face value that you're allowed to smooth out oil on your 
on your uh, maka on Shabbos, and you're allowed to remove a scab on Shabbos for a person. But you cannot do this for an animal. If an animal had a wound, you cannot rub oil on it. So my love, dekamaka, isn't are we talking about where there's a maka, there's a wound, vimishum tsar, and if there's a tsar, there's pain, the animal's experiencing pain, and yet we see the inala bimatshriyach, you can't have this tirchav of peeling off the scab on Shabbos when it comes to animals. So why do you assume, Rav and Shmuel, they both assume you're allowed to put the saddle cloth on an animal to relieve it of its pain, but we see over here, you're not allowed to. So says, Lord, no, the gomer maka, the maka was already done. It was a finished wound, and therefore it's no longer painful. So why are you doing this? It's mishum tainik. It's more enjoyable to get rid of it. But it's not really bothering the animal. That's why it's usher. Fine. So that was... So what about, what about for the person? Is that the same case where for a person it's also already healed and therefore it's tainik? And if that's so, why is it much to do on Shabbos? So it seems like for a person's own tainik, that, that you're allowed to be matriach. You're allowed to be matriach for your own tainik. If you're enjoying it, you know, we're not getting into all the details of Hilchus Tirchon Shabbos, but you're right, this is a good raya, that if a person is doing something for his own need, uh, you're allowed to be matriach for that on Shabbos. For an animal's need, no. Tircha is not mutter. If it was for refuah, wouldn't it be usher? Aren't you, aren't you not allowed to do refuahs on Shabbos? Right, very good. So we actually touch upon that a little bit here, but it's a good point. While if this was for refuah, so it should be also to do it on Shabbos because that would be refuah. Interesting. I don't know. Um, good question. Not sure. Okay, well, there are different ways to, to get out of that question. Maybe it wasn't uh, this person not a choyle or this not really called refuah, but it's a valid point. Why would this be mutter if it was mishum refuah? Well, either way, we have this that it's mishum tainug, so we'll, we'll, uh, we'll go with that. Tashma. We have another raya when a, uh, discussing our, again, our shaila is, can I put this saddle cloth on a donkey on Shabbos? So let's bring another raya. Tashma. Behema sha'achsadam. You have an animal that achsadam, it was, it was held by, uh, by blood. We'll call it some type of fever. You can't bring it into water on Shabbos in order that it should cool off. Because that's a tirchot, to schlep the animal into to water, you cannot do that. But Adam, Sha'achasidam, but a person who has this fever, has this condition, Mamidin Oisabamayim, Shoshayitstanin. You're allowed to do this. You're allowed to put, it, put him into cold water on Shabbos in order for him to, to uh, get, get rid of the fever. So my Ula, Ula says, don't bring me a riot from there that you're not allowed to be busy with animals, uh, Tsar. That's different. There, it's because. When this animal has this fever, there's a din of a choyla on it. So maybe that's a teretz to your kasha, Chaim, that perhaps we would differentiate between what's called choyla versus tsar. So here the animal is bechoyla, it's sick. When someone's sick, there's a concept, there's a gzera derabonon, as you pointed out, Chaim, gzera mishum shrika samamonim. There's a gzera that a person should not, not allowed to take medicine on Shabbos. The concern is if you were allowed to take medicine on Shabbos, you would grind up the medicine, you would grind the pill. So. One is not allowed to take medicine on Shabbos. Again, this is very esoteric. We'll get to that at the proper time. So that's why you can't bring the cow into the water. So the Gemara says, obvious question. If it's true that we're concerned about the Isra of Shrika Samaman, we're worried about medicine on Shabbos. So Adam Nami, why is the person allowed to go into this water on Shabbos? 
to get rid of his fever, isn't that medication? So the Gemara says, Adam, Nira Kimekar. When a person goes into the water, it looks like he's going to cool off. It's hot. He's just enjoying the water. So that's not a problem, as long as it's cold, right? We learned uh, the halachas of bathing in hot water. We had that recently. So as long as it's a cold water, so it's not discernible that he's doing it with a fool. We had this Gemara in Brachas. The Gemara in Brachas spoke about, you know, drinking vinegar or something, which would be your modern day, someone taking schnapps, and he has a sore throat. He takes a shot of schnapps, even though he's doing it with a since it's not nicker, unless he starts swishing around and doing funny things with it. As long as he drinks it normally, one is allowed to do that, even if his intention is for a refua. So the Gemara says, behema nami Animals also. When the animal is in this water to cool it off from fever, maybe it's only doing it. The onlooker would say, it's just hot. It's just cooling off. So the Gemara says, ain't maker lebehema. They don't do that. They don't take these uh, baths for fun. So if, you, if you're bringing your animal into the water, obviously you're doing it to heal it from its fever. Now, it seemed like, the, like from, from this Gemara that we had a problem of Shrika Samamanim when it came to animals. At this Xavier, you can't give your animal Tylenol on Shabbos. Is there an Isser of, of giving medication to your animals on Shabbos? Let's say your animal is outside the Tchum. So Tchum Shabbos is 2,000 Amos from the end of your city, the last you know, house that's part of the city, you have 2,000 Amos. Let's say the uh, animal's standing outside of 2,000 Amos. So you can't go and bring your animal back in because you would be walking out of, the, out, of the, out, of, out of your Tchum Shabbos. So the halach is kari lav hiba. You're allowed to call it and let it come on its own. Now, there's no problem of like Amir Levahema here. Amir Lenachri, there's no problem here. The, pro- the concern would be that if I'm allowed to call it, if it doesn't listen, what do you do when the animal doesn't listen or if a child doesn't listen? You got to go chase it. You got to go yourself and bring it in. So there should be a concern that if I'm allowed to call it back in, I might go myself and bring it back in, going outside of my Tchum Shabbos. And we're not concerned that you might come to bring it back in yourself leaving the Tchum. So you see that there's no Gezeros when it comes to taking care of animals, right? Why is that? Because we're gonna, the, the Gemara, when we discuss animals, animals considered Nechassim. It's considered property. When it comes to property, when it comes to financial, you know, if the animal doesn't come back, I'm gonna lose my money and lose my, my sheep. Still, I'm not going to be Mechal Shabbos for a financial loss. However, when I'm nervous about myself, about my own body, that's not a financial loss, that's my own body, I, I'm going to get nervous, and I might grind medicine on Shabbos, so there makes sense to be a gzeir, when it comes to a human, versus when it comes to animals. What was the whole point? The concept, we, we, we mentioned this a few times, why is there no isser of making egg salad on Shabbos? Why not? I'm, I'm, I'm chopping up onions, maybe I'm going to chop it to finally a problem of trina, of, of grinding on Shabbos, why is there no gzeir? I might, I might mess up, right? There, I know that my Shabbos Suda is in two hours. I, I, if I don't know how to chop up onions, so I figure out before, so I call my rabbi, or I open my, my book, my Laws of Shabbos book, and I look, how do I chop up onions for my egg salad on Shabbos? Not a big deal, right? However, when it comes to medication, a person is, is, is tired. You're, you're, you're nervous. You want to get that me- medicine as soon as possible. Chazal were afraid at that point when you can't think straight, so you won't uh, look it up. You won't calmly decide what to do, you might end up grinding on Shabbos. So therefore they make Gezeris Durabanam. That's the whole source for this concept of Gezeris. So that makes sense when it comes to a human. When it comes to animals, it's like making egg salad. So I'll lose a few dollars. 
So I'll get a new sheep. I'll get a new cow. That people are not so concerned about. So I'm Ravino going share. So so that's the kasha. So the Gemara says, no, I have a different tarot. You don't have to bring me a rye from there that we don't make gazeras on animals. Maybe, in fact, we do make gazeras on animals. So what exactly is this case? So we have a funny case. And this case has nothing to do with medicine, nothing to do with gazeras. It has to do with tchumim. So there's a concept that a person has 2,000 amas to go in any direction uh, where he is right before Shabbos. That's your tchum. And you could go 2,000 amas in any direction. Your kalim, your property, also have that halacha. So your kalim could also go only 2,000 amas from your shvisa on Shabbos. What if I lent someone my keli? I gave someone my suit jacket, and let's say I'm in Minneapolis, and he's in Chicago. So my keli is no longer in my trum, it's in his trum. Since I gave it to him, it's his trum. He could, he, he could bring it to his own trum, but no longer my trum. So let's give a... Uh, the example would be, you have two cities that are near each other, you gave your cow to your friend or to your brother, and the, uh, the cow has left your, his rishos, the cow's rishos, but it went back into your rishos. So typically, when it comes to kalim, you can't bring it out of that person's rishos into your rishos, right? It's already, it's out of its own rishos, so I'm bringing it out of its rishos. There's a problem of tchonshanas. So this case, we're going to be makel. Where the animal's tchum went inside the tchum Shabbos of the original owner. So even though the animal left its original tchum, now it's in the owner's tchum. So what are you afraid of? That I'm going to go out to bring the animal in by calling it? Even if I do go, this is all part of my rishos. So therefore, there's no concern. And independent of this whole medicine business, it's a different case. Next, this whole discussion of of grinding medicine for animals, is there a gzeir on that? That is a machlikas tanam. The tanam went in a baisa, behemah she'ach lakashinim, an animal that ate too much, uh, too much food. So lo yiritzenu, you can't make it run b'chatzer in the in the uh, in the chatzer in, in your in your courtyard. B'shvul shatis rapi. If you're doing that in order for it to get healed, you cannot do that because that is uh, that looks like you're doing refuah on Shabbos. Rab Oishia Matir, Rab Oishia says it's mutter. So it's machlekes darash rava halacha. Rab Oishia, that you're allowed to do it. There's no problem of shrika samamanim on on Shabbos. And based on that, you could give your uh, your dog Tylenol or other medication on Shabbos. Amar. So let's keep going. A Zav cannot go out with his pouch, and the Ezim cannot go out with their, with their pouch that would cover their udders. They could go out with this cover on their udders. One case was when it was tight, and therefore there's no concern it's going to fall on Shabbos, and they're going to carry, you're going to end up carrying it, and therefore that's why it's mutter. The other case is when they were not tightened, and therefore there was a concern it's going to fall. You forgot about other Tanoim. You have to squeeze it into the opinion of Rav Yehuda. There's other Tanoim. Tanoim, we want this in our Mishnah. The Tanoim, we want in our Mishnah. Ha'izim, Yoitzai, Sururois. The goats could go out, Sururois, when the, uh, with the, uh, Pouch that's tied onto their their udders. All these things are mutter All these things. I'm sorry. says they're all Except for the used could go out with the uh, the cloth that would be strapped onto it because that is considered their 
beged. Rabbi Yehuda, I'm Rabbi Yehuda says, Izim that's only to dry out the udders from their milk. Avalei l'chalov, but if you're trying to cap, capture the milk, that would be usr. So it could be a machlekes tanam. So why do you have to try to figure out that it all works in shita of Rav Yehuda? Like, huh? you don't need that. You have different opinions in the Tanam. The Yavai Seim, another Teretz, Havah, Rabbi Yehuda. Both of these opinions could go like Rabbi Yehuda, like Hasha, Kan Yavesh, Kan The difference between these two prices would be that if you're trying to dry out the milk from the udders, so there it's serving a function for the animal itself, so it's mutter. Kan when you're trying to capture the milk, that would be a problem. Tanya, Am Rabbi Yehuda, Maiseb, Izm, Shabes, Antoichia. There was a story in the uh, the goats of Beis Antoichia, showed that day in Gassin, their udders were very heavy, and they would drag on the thorns. Va'asula and kisim kedishlo yitzartu tadein. They made this uh, pouch to cover the udders so that it wouldn't get torn in by the thorns. Tanabon, one of the famous gemaras in Shas. ishto, a person whose wife was nifter v'inichan bein linoik, and he had a he had a baby to to uh, to nurse. He didn't have money to to give to a nurse. V'nasleines. A miracle happened. He grew as if he was a woman. And he literally nursed his son. Two reactions. Look how amazing this person is. Look at a miracle that happened. You know, low is this person. The way Akavish Baruch created the world. Zachar. Nekeva had to be switched for this guy. So how gurua, how, how, how terrible this is. Next, Amrav Yehuda, Bayre Kamakashim, is a noise Shaladam. How difficult is a noise Shaladam are that a person's panasa, uh, how difficult it is, that a Kaddish Baruch didn't just give him money. This person was lacking a few dollars to hire a wet nurse. So instead of a miracle happening for him to get a paycheck, uh, a smaller miracle of him getting Dadim to nurse a baby, that's a smaller miracle than getting a paycheck. So it's interesting that, that we're saying this. Amar Gudo, that Kamakashim is a nice Shladam, Shenishtana will love Sidre Vereshis. Amrav Nachman, Teda, you should know, Dimisrachesh Nisa, that Nisim happen in order for people to be saved, that someone's life will be saved, so a Nis will sometimes happen. But still, when it comes to miracles happening for a person to make a Panasa, don't count on it. Get a job. There was a certain person who married a woman who had a, her hand was, was missing. She had her hand was cut off. He never knew. He didn't know until the day of her death. How tznias is this woman? That she was so tznias that her husband didn't recognize it. Didn't know about her hand. That's normal for a woman to cover up her own woman. How tznias is this person? the husband, that he never noticed this in his wife. Let's do one more Gemara. My Levuvin, what does Levuvin mean? The Mishnah said that the rams could go at Levuvin. You would tie two of them together so that they wouldn't be able to run away. So if they're tied together, sometimes they do this to criminals, they tie two of them together, so that would be a way to keep them uh, controlled. How do you see Levuvin means close together, tied together, the chsev, it says that Akadosh Baruch Hu talks about Knesset Yisrael, that I want to be close to you, 
the romantic term would be uh, you captured me. So that's libaftini to be captured. That's achoisikalo. So that shows kervos. Ulo amar. What does it mean? They would have a protective, uh, uh, like a, a chest protector, to cover their hearts so that the zeven of leather. of leather, good, that the uh, w- the wolves would not attack them. So that's why they would wear it. So the Mars says, Even Maskar, Nuffly, on a cave of that the wolves only attack the, the male rams and not the uh, females. So the Gemara says, No, Mishum, the Misagu Beresh Adder. The male ones lead the, the flock, so therefore they're attacked first. So the Gemara says, Even Beresh Adder, Nuffly, Beside Vegetal, Nuffly, they don't go uh, you know, to the rear of the flock, they only go in the beginning. So Ella, no, Mishum, the Shamini. The rams are fat. And that's why the wolves attack the rams, the, the male ones. So the Gemara says, in a cave voice, like a shamini, and there's no uh, fatter uh, female ones. The Su, Miyadi, Bin Hanilania, they're busy differentiating prior to their attack. Elo, Mishun, the Zakfi, Chatmayo, their nose is, is high in the air. Umisago, Kidavi, and they're looking all around. So the wolves get nervous that the rams are looking to attack them. That's why they specifically attack the males, because their nose is up in the air, they look haughty. So that's why the male rams would have to wear this protective levuvin to fight off the wolves. Okay, yashikayach.